Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel. This is Random Thoughts, Episode 3. These are going to be, um, the title of this is going to be my uh, top 13 war films. I wanted to keep it at 10 and I was going through the list and turned into 13. So, (sighs) I'm going to try to give you a a thumbnail sketch of each movie and the context. These are in no particular order, by the way. Um, I'm the type of person, you know, people ask me, well, what's your favorite film? I don't have a favorite film. Uh, I have films that I like, but I don't, you know, I don't have a favorite genre and I, you know, I don't have an all time favorite film. Um, no, I just, I have films that I like and that's about the extent of it. So, uh, let's move this along. Uh, the first favorite film, oh, by the way, the list of these films will be in the, uh, show notes. My first favorite film is Gallipoli. The film Gallipoli, um, is about, I'm sure given the day and age, nobody's ever heard of this, this battle, but basically in World War One, um, Winston Churchill came up with the brilliant idea of, um, invading Turkey, doing an, uh, infinite amphibious landing in Turkey and um, because it was Winston Churchill it didn't go well basically the movie is about um, two Australian soldiers because at that time Australia was still part of the British Empire so they fought on the side of the British in World War One. And these two Australian soldiers, it follows, it follows their life uh, before they enlist for the Australian Army, um, their life um, when they get sent to Egypt prior to going to Gallipoli, and then the uh, the actual battle itself. Um, for those of you with the attention spans of uh, crack-addled uh, fruit flies, the slow pace will probably put you off and you'll probably end up turning you off. However, for those of you who can main, you know, uh, be patient and maintain your, uh, 
your uh, attention. Gallipoli is a very powerful movie. Um, and, and here's an interesting thing. It was one of Mel Gibson's first movies. He actually started out as an actor in Australia uh, before he became big in the States, even though he was an American. Um, and this, he, this was his, I believe this was his first movie. He did the Mad Max movie like a year or two after he did Gallipoli. So number two is Breaker Morant. Basically, Breaker Morant, um, once again, he um, was an Australian. And this movie set during the British Boer War, basically um, right before World War One, um, the British had a um, a kind of guerrilla warfare with the local Dutch inhabitants of South Africa. And what Breaker Morant is, is basically a courtroom drama, military court-martial, where he's being court-martialed for executing a guerrilla. Um... There's, there's really not many, uh, I can't remember any war scenes in it, but as a military drama, I find it very interesting. So, um, number three is Hamburger Hill. Now this movie, even when it came out in the late eighties, or I'm sorry, it was the mid eighties was not well known because it was basically a B-movie. But a couple, well, actually, three or four of the actors in that movie actually became television and movie stars later in their career. Basically, Hamburger Hill is a Vietnam War movie. Basically, Hamburger Hill was... um one of the bloodiest battles that the 101st Airborne Division fought in Vietnam. And it basically tells uh, the story from a grunt's eye view of a platoon that's ordered to make an, uh, a attack up a mountain against entrenched MVA soldiers. Um... I think I read this story um, about this battle before I saw the movie. They charged up that mountain 10 times and took horrible casualties. Horrible casualties. Um, I know that movies like Full Metal Jacket and Platoon get more hype. As far as I'm concerned, Platoon is garbage. And Oliver Stone should be kicked in the balls as hard as he can be kicked. And um, Full Metal Jacket is better. 
but basically the best part of Full Metal Jacket, and it was going to be my honorable mention, but as long as I'm mentioning, I'm going to get it out of the way. Full Metal Jacket, the best part of it is the, uh, the uh, boot camp, the boot camp part. Um, the second part, it just, basically, Arlie Ermey made his bones with that movie. Um, I, I would say that uh, Full Metal Jacket, it's a, it's a halfway movie, you know. But um, Hamburger Hill is one of the most realistic Vietnam War movies I've seen. It's relatively well acted. And um, if, you're, if you're a Vietnam War junkie, I think you'll like it. The number four on my list is called 84, I'm sorry, 80, yeah, 84 Charlie Mopek. This was an independent film from the mid 80s. Uh, if you are a movie buff, you may remember that like in late 1989 and early 1990, Do the Right Thing came out, um, Reservoir Dogs came out, and this movie was made before them. It, was an in it wasn't studio made. And another interesting thing about it, it's set in Vietnam, but it was filmed in Northern California. But unless you know Northern California well, you're not going to really notice. Um, basically, 84, uh, yeah, 84 Charlie Mopic is about a film crew that gets sent on basically they're tasked with recording a long-range reconnaissance uh, squad um, and these things actually exist basically they're recording this squad you know in the course of their duties you know and they are going out into enemy territory but basically it's a um, it's basically, they film the footage and then um, headquarters uh, says what the squad did right and what the squad did wrong in the post-mortem. Now, for, uh, for those of you who are unaware, the long-range reconnaissance patrols later became ranger battalions in the U.S. Army. Um, the the ranger the ranger regiment um traces this lineage back to the long range patrols of vietnam and the ranger battalions of world war ii um but basically they got a film crew and um he's recording them when they're doing their long range patrol i don't want to give too much away um, for a independent, very low budget movie, it's, it's, I love it. It's, it, um, I, I, it's one of my, um, top movies. <sighs> Number five is on a midnight clear. 
This was a World War II movie made in the 1990s before Saving Private Ryan. Once again, uh, I, I do believe it was studio-made, but it was a B-movie, just like Hamburger Hill was. And basically, it's a story about a squad of U.S. soldiers who get overrun by the Germans during the Battle of the Bulge Offensive. So, um, it's, it's basically, you know, it, it, it's basically a uh, grunt's eye view of uh, World War II American soldiers who get cut off by the Germans. Um, I'm putting Saving, Saving Private Ryan on this list. Not because of the storyline. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, Saving Private Ryan is about a Irish uh, Catholic kid who has seven brothers. Or maybe not seven, but he's got at least four. And three get killed and one is wounded. And he... Um, He's a paratrooper that gets dropped behind the lines in Normandy. And so when Washington, D.C. gets word that this, this, these five brothers, three of them are dead, one's wounded, and the other one may also be dead, it has Franklin Delano Roosevelt giving orders to General... Um, George Marshall, who was the chief of the staff of the U.S. Arm, uh, military at that time, telling him that they need to find out if that guy's alive, and then they got to uh, to bring him back alive, if he's alive. And so they sent a squad of rangers to rescue him. The, the premise is ridiculous. Anyone who served in the military knows it's ridiculous. However, because it was made by um, uh, oh man, <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, it's very technically well made. Um, as far as the realism goes, the realism is there. So I put it on my list, not for the ridiculous plot hole, but because of the realism of the movie. Number seven is Paths of Glory. Um, not many people know this, but Paths of Glory was made by Stanley Krubeck, the same guy who made... Um, full Metal Jacket. But uh, Paths of Glory was made when he was first starting out as a director. And basically what this is about, it's about a um, French captain who's ordered by his regimental commander um to keep making suicidal attacks. You got to remember this is World War One. They're basically running into. Uh, uh, a bob wire and machine gun fire. 
you know, that's what World War One was all about. And basically, his men break and retreat. And so, basically, it follows the attack and then it follows the aftermath. Basically, what it boils down to is the commanding general wants to shoot. Um, I don't know how they say it in French, but basically... Uh, I, the guy, um, the, the French officer is a captain who, who made the charge. So I believe he's in charge of a company and they basically want to shoot one out of 10 guys out of his company, uh, for cowardice and Kirk Douglas, I think this was early in his career too. He basically plays the captain and he's he's trying to save his men from these bloodthirsty off French officers, but it doesn't end well. <laughs> um number eight is we are soldiers. Um I do not know why of all Mel Gibson's movies. Braveheart and uh, the Patriot get more press, more more hype, because We Are Soldiers is actually the better movie, and this is based on a uh, this is based on a book by the battalion commander of the first. Uh, Cavalry division who made who came who had the first major battle of the Vietnam War, you know. Um, and it was in the uh I Train Valley, and um, I, I know a little bit about Vietnam and. We we were in Vietnam since like 62, but we didn't get serious about Vietnam till 65. But from 65 to around 1970, the Idring Valley was just problematic for the U.S. military. So, but um, this We Are Soldiers is about that made the first major battle between American and North Vietnamese forces in Vietnam. It's a, it's, it's an excellent movie because Mel Gibson directed it and it's much better than that. Those pieces of crap, the Patriot and Braveheart. Um, number nine is a bridge too far. Basically a bridge too far was made in the late seventies when there was a lot of anti-war sentiment. For those of you too young to know this, basically before Vietnam, all World War II movies were um, heroic and, you know, um, the Allies could do no wrong. And basically, A Bridge Too Far is actually based on a book about an actual case of incompetence during World War II committed by a British general named Bernard Mo Montgomery. 
And basically, um, it just documents this failed battle. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't try to heroicize the Allied soldiers who, who are trying to do their job. It just portrays them as soldiers doing their duty for their country. And one of the things I like about the movie, too, is it doesn't make the Germans out to be bloodthirsty blockheads. Number 10 is All Quiet on the Western Front. There are two versions of this movie. The, um, there's a 1933 version, and then there's a 1977 version which was made uh, with the guy who played John Boy on the Waltons. I, I highly recommend the 1933 version. Uh, you can skip 77. And oh, and basically, All Quiet on the Western Front is uh, another World War I movie, but it's made from the German point of view. Number 11 is The Big Red One. This is also a World War II movie. And it was, um, I, I gotta say, as far as World War II movies go, it's, it's, um, it's probably one of my favorite World War II, uh, World War II movies. Basically, the Big Red One, for those of you who are unaware, the 1st Infantry Division of the U.S. Army is known as the Big Red One because on their shoulder patch, there's a Big Red One. And basically, it follows this squad of GIs um, through the 1st, Infantry Division's major battles, North Africa, Sicily, Normandy, and then into Germany. And Lee Marvin plays the platoon sergeant. And for those of you uh, Star Wars geeks out there, Mark Hamill plays the young private, Greenhorn Private. Um, I think... Overall, The Big Red One's much better than Saving Private Ryan. The director who, I believe he also wrote the screenplay for this movie, he had actually served in the 1st Infantry Division in World War II. Um, now, it may not be as big budget and uh, visually... Um, Interesting is Saving Private Ryan, but it's much more realistic. It's much more realistic, and it for me, it was much more fun to watch, but I tend to be a history geek. And number 12 is Das Boot. Das Boot is another World War II movie. And it's basically written, just like All Quiet on the Western Front, from 
the German point of view, and it's basically about a submarine crew um, in the North, North Atlantic during, um, it, I believe it was before um, Germany had declared war on America. I believe that's the time frame. Anyway, there's a little known fact that I did not know. And by the way, Das Boot is also based off of a book. Um, but basically, they gave a statistic. The survival... There, there were two branches of service that had the highest death rate. There was the Panzer branch of the German uh, land forces, which had an 85% death rate. And then there was the submarine branch of the German Navy, and I'm not making this up. They had a 95% casualty rating. Um, this movie came out in the early 80s. And it's the, the guy, uh, the, it was directed by a German. And this guy, this movie literally put him on the map. I'm sure he had done previous movies in Germany before this movie. But after he made this movie, he got to make American movies for American studios. So, like I said, I'm going to put the list of my movies on the, um, on the show notes. Um, it's, these, these are the movies I like. Um, if you, uh, like history, if you are interested in more movies, um, I, I would suggest checking out, you know, these movies, but you know, do what you like. <laughs> Thanks for listening guys. Um, I really appreciate you tuning in. Um, I, 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 I hope that you get something out of this. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a good day. I'm praying for you. Um, God bless you. Bye-bye. You people have been chosen to reveal our existence to the world. You will witness what happens here today, and you will tell of it later.